0: Welcome to McKnight's Senior Living Newsmakers podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hello, and welcome to this McKnight's Newsmaker podcast. I'm Kim Von Basuto with McKnight Senior Living, and today I'm joined by Lisa McCracken, head of research and analytics with NIC, the National Investment Center for Seniors Housing and Care. Lisa, thanks for joining me today.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be a guest with you here today. Thanks for reaching out.
0: So I wanted to talk a little bit about your background and your insights into what's going on in the field of senior living. So can you start by telling us how you first became interested in the area of long-term care? Yeah.
1: So Probably similar to a lot of other folks. It was a little accidental. So my background and training is actually in clinical psychology, but always was very, and this will connect back to the research hat that I wear now and have for the last number of years, but had always been involved in research and initially aspired to be a professor in academia. And I ended up not doing that. And I did go into clinical work for a few years, but was still had a hand in the research side of things. But after several years of doing that, I actually joined Hollerin, which is a research consulting firm in the industry. And that's really what opened up the doors to me, to this whole world that I did not even know existed. And I loved it from day one. So that's really how I came to know about the
0: sector. Okay. So now that you've been in it for a while, what appeals to you about working in the industry and why do you stay in it? Hands down, it's
1: just the work that's being done. And that's across the spectrum, And whether you are boots on the ground on the caregiving side of things, whether you are someone committing your career to leadership within the organization, and whether you're a home care agency, whether you're a nursing home, whatever it might be. So I've always appreciated the work that is being done and the demand that is there and the trust that people put in you from the providing services. So I feel like it's good work. I feel like it's fulfilling work. And I like to feel that the work I've done the last 23 years, just with information and data and insights really just helps organizations and individuals just do all of that better.
0: Okay. So you mentioned research. You've been conducting research related to senior living and care for more than 20 years. So what are some of the ways that you've seen the industry change in that time? And I'm referring to independent assisted living, memory care, CCRCs, or life plan communities?
1: Yeah. So it was the spring of 2000 when I started at Holleran. So it's been 23 years. And when I do look back, and even just, my goodness, in the past five years, 10 years, things have definitely changed. Uh, not that things are changing overnight, but there's more choices for older adults these days. And Frankly, even living in your home, (laughs) is easier these days. I think we've seen a lot more of the technology support that has enabled some of the aging in place. So when I know we think about where older adults are living and whether they need some support services or not, that variety of, of support is available in more settings now. Again, whether you are in an independent living setting and you might need some support, with home care or a technology that is allowing for some remote monitoring with a doctor or physician, I would say we're much further along with a number of those things. I think some of that has had to do with the changing consumer too. The customer's different. And I think the other thing that seen a greater focus on is this focus on living your best life. The wellness, the prevention type of activities. And I'm not saying that that wasn't there 23 years ago, but I think we have shifted from this is the place where you maybe go to retire, maybe slow down a little bit to where can you come here and live your best life and how can we enable that? And I think that's part of the value proposition. What can we provide in this housing setting and senior living setting that is going to be much better than what you can have in your own home prior to moving in. So those are things that I think about. I also think definitely on the hospitality side of things, I think the bar has been raised a good bit there with a number of different things. When you look at dining options, just even housing options and settings and things of that nature. So those are the things that I think back and observe. And obviously, when we think about the labor (laughs) and those dynamics that have changed, recent years, I think we've always had committed, wonderful people and so forth. But I think the focus on them and the importance of the staff as an equal customer to the older adult has really advanced a good bit in recent years. So those are things I look back on. I think we're in a better place. Absolutely. I think there's more choices for individuals as they age. I think their ability to do it in a way that's self-directed by them is greater. And I'm proud of the sector for advancing in that regard. We still got ways to go, but I think that we're more on top of some of the consumer preferences and wants and using some of the technologies and advancements to do all that better.
0: That was going to be my question. You talked about the change in consumer and I'm wondering, how have you seen the consumer change over time? And is senior living, are they rising quick enough to answer those needs? If you think back to 23
1: years ago, I don't have my exact facts in front of me, but when you think about all of the web-based review systems and information at your fingertips to inform the customer, whether it's a older adult or whether it's their family and children that are part of it, you, know, you can see more reviews. You can see more employee reviews of what is this place like to work here. Mm-hmm. So I think that that has made a big difference too. And again, I think that that transparency, whether it's provided by yourself or your constituents, I think puts us in a place to all be doing a better job and continuing with that quality improvement and so forth. So I do think that, again, the additional appeal, I mean, we know that active adult segment continues to grow. So I do think that the industry is, is responding and trying to give more choices and options depending on where people are at the end of the day, too. We know the majority of people still want to live in their own home. So again, where do we find that balance? The one area I think has been very big on this for a number of years is where we still have a lot of work to do with that group in the middle. And I think we could all argue here that hey, we need more low-income housing as, as well, and so forth. But it is a more difficult proposition for sure. If you are someone who does not have a higher ability to for private pay or maybe a put down a big entry fee deposit and You may be renting, you may not even own a home, but you're above the threshold for any government housing. So I feel like we've made progress when you even look at case studies and examples of groups out there doing that. We have more today than we did absolutely even five years ago, but that cohort is so big. We've got to crack that nut for sure as a sector, but it's not easy. It's tied to the economic conditions. It's tied to construction costs, a a lot of different things, financing mechanisms.
0: Okay. Well, tell me about your new role as head of research and analytics at NIC. And how does that compare to what you were doing at Holler and Ziegler? Yeah.
1: It's funny because when I sit back and I think about it, it's actually a a blend of really my 13 years when I was at Hollering, which was very heavily focused on a lot of the stakeholders. So with resident satisfaction surveys, family member satisfaction, staff engagement, and things of that nature. So I spent a lot of time on that side of the equation. And then at Ziegler, I obviously really covered a lot of the, the macro industry trends, sort of how was the industry behaving and growing and everything from technology to labor to certainly consumer types of areas to home and community-based services, things of that nature, but also with capital we've done. You know, Ziegler is an investment banking firm, so where can capital come in and help fund a lot of those initiatives? At NIC, it's really the, the gamut of all of that, which I appreciate. And I also feel with NIC, it's a, a significant, large platform and audience where I feel like NICK NIC organization is obviously very well respected and we have the ability to really impact the sector in some pretty meaningful ways. So there's a lot of things that I can comment on that, but I will spend just a few minutes on some of the, what we call sponsored research that we've been a part of and really, really excited about these in particular, where we had a recent announcement of a $3 million grant the Milken Institute for the Center for the Future of right. Aging to create an aging innovation, innovation collaborative, which is super excited. That's a group that is going to demonstrate leadership, do some consumer research and, and some other things. So a, a lot to come out of that group. We're continuing our work with NORC and released information around frailty of individuals living you know, on their own in the greater community versus within seniors' housing community. We've got some really exciting research coming out around longevity and outcomes, research being led by NORC, and then, again, the continuing work on the middle market. And it's not just identifying, here's the challenge with the middle market, but the Milken Financial Innovations Lab will release in late December a full report with some four potential models of how to finance and scale. That those middle market seniors housing and care projects. So really excited about that. And then there's a great research study coming out from the Joint Center for Housing with Harvard. And again, focusing on a lot of the affordability stuff. So I feel like what I'm doing right now is the next step in my career and really a blend of the last 23 years, both with Ziegler and with Holleran.
0: Okay. Well, that's a lot to look forward to. <laughs>
1: yeah, and there's plenty happening. Trust me, there's not a shortage of things coming out of the deck. And again, that was just the tip of the iceberg. There's ongoing analytics and case studies around the focus areas with the strategic plans. So a lot, a lot happening.
0: Okay. So looking at your dearth of experience, where do you think the senior living field is headed into the future? What trends are you seeing? So, I
1: did mention some of that sort of focus on prevention and wellness. And I think that's where you look at things like AI can help tremendously. Again, some of those technologies and where you can start to predict everything from workforce-related things around when is this person, are they at risk of, of leaving or who's going to be the right fit for a new hire to predicting potential falls and things of that nature and among many, many, many other things. So I think about that. I do think about greater integration. I still think we can function in our silos a little bit, whether it's the tech companies or the operators or the hospitals and health systems, and then you've got primary care. And I think we are seeing more of that with some of these value-based care partnerships and initiatives. But how do we provide housing and support services where it's needed for the whole person and not just manage certain aspects of that. And I think we need to be more innovative when we think about what we offer. I mean, at the end of the day, people that reside in in our communities, we have a unique opportunity to make a pretty significant impact above and beyond just maybe the day-to-day services that we're providing and keep them healthier for longer and things of that nature. So I do think about that, and I already referenced technology. And then again, some of the work that we are doing with some of the partners like NORC and so forth is really take a look at affirming, I think, what we all intuitively have known for many years, that these settings can really make a difference in terms of some longevity and overall frailty and, and potential outcomes. So we're excited to see some of that research unfold in 2024. And what does that mean for the sector as it relates to payers like Medicare Advantage plans and, and CMS? Does that put a, a different perspective on how they view the industry and the benefits from a quality of life and longevity and outcome standpoint that they bring to older adults?
0: Okay. I kind of hit on everything I was going to ask you today, unless there's anything else you think is important to mention or bring up that you're working on or what's going on at NIP, No,
1: there's a lot that's underway. And again, one of the things that we're working hard to to distill down for everyone is just everything that's happening. (laughs) I know we often hear from people that they say, oh my gosh, you know, I can't keep track of everything you're doing. It's great And, and so forth. And one of the things that I will just leave with, and this is one of the things candidly, that attracted me to Nick and take this position was in the past year, the board and leadership rolled out a new strategic plan. Mm-hmm. And those five focus areas, I think, are really forward thinking. And it, it's age tech is one of them, you know, the middle market, that ongoing commitment, you know, taking a look at partnering for health against some of these, you know, innovative whole person models, value-based care, things of that nature. Active adult, which we know is an emerging growing market. And then capital for operations which is a complex one that the industry has been working on for a period of time but i feel like we're having some really great conversations and movement forward with that so so i think continuing to move forward the strategic plan and how our team supports that from a research analytics and thought leadership standpoint that's what excites me about when i look at the year ahead great
0: well that about wraps it up for us today i want to thank lisa mccracken for taking the time to talk with me today and thank you for tuning in to this latest edition of the McKnight's Newsmakers podcast. Until next time, this is Himban Masudo, and McKnight's Senior Thank you for listening to McKnight's Senior Living Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in senior living news, visit com.